Previously on Anything Goes. But the only news that is uh, is, is fit to be told today is the uh, pregnancy of uh, Kate Middleton. Yeah, no, I mean, like I, I was saying to you uh, off the air or whatever, because she's thirty, right, or she's twenty nine. Yes. Yeah, so I feel I like know, that's I that's the age when like the chicks gotta pop the babies out. Because I just had my birthday on right. Friday. I, it turned 34. Oh, Very nice. Right? I did. But, like, a lot of my girlfriends are like, oh, my God, if you don't have a baby by the time you're 35, like, you're going to have a downy. And I don't know what that, that, that is disturbing on so many respects, because that freaks me out. When like, you said that downy is just a, a cutesy, cuddly way of saying yeah. Down syndrome, yeah. then, um... They're saying you're going to have, like, messed up babies, your babies after 35. I know, which is... Or maybe I'm gonna have a fabric softener. Or if you, want, or if you wanted a Down syndrome baby, then they were getting cute. Well, they don't age. Well, they do they, but they live long lives, don't they? Yeah, I think so. I think That'll they just live like, but they don't age mentally, and that's what's cute about them. I suppose. Neither do you, Dave. But well, no, I don't either. But that's my choice. But I, uh, which I always disagree with. When uh, uh, what's her face, Sarah Palin said that uh, these. Uh, mentally challenged uh, children or children with special needs are uh, gifts from God. She used to always say that. and then, But I always thought, if that's true, then how come nobody ever wants one? Nobody ever, if it's a gift from God, how come nobody ever wants one? You never hear anyone say, I don't care if it's a boy or a girl just as long as it's retarded or just as long as it has Down syndrome. I've never heard that. But uh, I think wife. Well, if they were truly going to try to make Down syndrome a little bit more uh, friendly or cutesy, then I always thought that they should put the word boogie on the end of it. <laughs> so it's uh, boogie Down syndrome. Uh, but, uh, but then they're And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? Let's start off right away. So I saw online that uh, you went and saw Kenny last night. Kathleen, that's you. No, it's cutting out. We're not off to a good start. There, I <laughs> there we go. So okay. you uh, last night you went and saw Kenny at um, the, at the uh, comic strip. Yeah, the comic strip, right? Yeah, it was so good. That's what I miss about stand up is going to see people that I love live, especially people like Kenny. Like he was so good. He was yeah. so funny, and. Uh, yeah, and he had a good weekend, and it just makes me happy to see him on the road. And uh, that's that's what's been nice about the Western comedy scene right now. Is well, it's cut it cut out. Uh, it did. That's something that actually I missed too. I just realized like what a a shit social what a shit social circle I have. Right. Because, I mean, everything that, like, I do is a part of, like, every social interaction I basically have is going to shows, either performing at shows or hanging out at shows. Right. And, you know, when you don't have that, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, I come home to my two cats if I go out at all. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, uh, it's, yeah, there aren't, like, a lot of reasons, because that's both work and social interaction. There isn't just a lot of, like, I don't really go out that much. That's what it's sort of like, it's... It's very weird. It's very, uh, I mean, just depressing a little bit, but uh, but there aren't a lot of people that I hang out with in person socially that uh, I can go and hang out with when I don't have a show to go. To yeah, and work. with all this, this social distancing and everything, it, it obviously makes it harder. And um, So, Kenny, I spoke to Kenny, and he said that he was doing some new riffs on uh, on the virus and other things. Did you catch any of it? Yeah, yeah, he was doing it off the top, and uh, they were good. They were just, I, I mean, I, I don't really remember stuff because I mean, I was also drunk. <laughs> no, that's fine. But I'm just saying, you you know, you noticed that he was doing some new stuff. You oh yeah, like jokes. Yeah, that's yeah. No, like off the top, like which is what I I find most comics are now doing, like lots of COVID off the top, and then right, 
and then they're going back and doing their material and stuff. But you got to work out that COVID stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. I think every audience wants to see you break that COVID wall, but at the same time, uh, they don't want to, they don't want like a 45 minutes of all COVID. You know? Right. I think that would be like, uh, I mean, it, it, would, it would be possible, but it better be groundbreaking stuff. It can't all be just stuff that, you know, your friend at work might have also said to you. Right. You know, yeah. kind of stuff. That's the problem with it. It's finding the little, you know, holes where you can at least get some material that isn't just water cooler talk. Right. I mean, I saw, I saw a post of someone's working on an album of all COVID material. Right. And I was just like, man, who would... That's just gonna be. That's just gonna be painful after like a year from now or anytime. If you're not listening to it right now, but I think even now you'd just be getting hit over the head with this pandemic, and you'd just be like, "I've had enough." You know, it's stuff. If it's on the news, but then you're just and I'm supposed to be laughing and enjoying this, you know? Right. Well, I did the Winnipeg Comedy Fest this weekend, and they were like shooting down all COVID material. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There was a gala called Strange Days, and uh, I can't remember. I think it was Ali Hassan was on it, and he said they didn't want any COVID material on it. Oh, right. I agree with that. Well, I mean, first of all, like you said, it's it's overkill. And then in a year from now, because most of those galas aren't going to air for a year. Right. And then a year from now, it's going to be like, oh, remember when? That's only the nostalgia factor is only going to be something that can be played with. Wasn't there all? Didn't they already have the Winnipeg Comedy Festival like two months ago? Well, not the galas, not the galas. They didn't oh, okay. So they they were waiting for the galas to happen. Kathleen yeah. knows. Kathleen was there. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. They had to get like permission because when uh, Winnipeg went like spiked, and so they had to get permission to do it. Right. And it was it was weird. It was very different. It was, it, there were no parties. I got drunk in my room by myself. <laughs> right. But yeah, I felt bad for the comics where it was their new, it was their very first time because it was right. a very different experience than what it really, really is. But yeah. But it was fun. And um, they're, I heard they're airing them this winter. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's good. That's good. And then I, yeah. And then I know that they're already taking submissions for next year. Right. Right. Yeah. I, they're taping good. those in May. Uh, let me write that down because I need to be disappointed in uh, in something in a couple of months. So uh, I'll I'll, sub, I'll, t- I'll make a note of that. Now, well, you know, me, Dave, I was like the seventh choice. I was not like that. I found out three weeks before the taping, right. and I, I got it because someone else couldn't do it. And that's who I love being that person. I don't need to be the first choice. So you one day you might be a seventh choice. Yay! I would just be happy to be a choice. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know what I feel bad for? I, I feel bad for anybody that started 2020 uh, with, uh, you know what? My New Year's resolution is going to be to try stand-up comedy. <laughs> if you did that in January, could you believe that? And then, you, then this hits, and then you just... And then I say, now the mics are swarmed, though. Huh? The mics are swarmed now. There's so many people out here doing comedy. Yes. I know, know but it's just... But, just, but it's, it's so funny that you'll, you'll hear stories from veterans... And those people will be from like, they're telling stories from like uh, six months ago or a year ago of like, I remember when I was in a packed room and you could feel the energy and you kids with your 50, 50 person seat limit. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I feel bad for those people. So earlier today. Wait, did Dave, did you dye your eyebrows? I dyed my hair and my eyebrows might've gone with it. (laughs) <laughs> you look like are you being the um the monster kid for halloween eddie monster yeah yes yes i am yes i am i'm <laughs> uh, just agreeing with your joke even though i will be locked up in my uh, uh, uh condo for uh, uh halloween but yes i'm going to be eddie monster all by myself <laughs> so earlier today we uh we we talked to, to jenny and we'll be posting that episode later but we got into it a little bit about Borat. Now, she had not seen the new Borat, and you have seen the new Borat. So now we can talk about the new Borat. Um, me and Dave uh, kind of butted heads a little. Um, Dave was very pro-Borat. I was like, I thought it was had moments that were funny and moments that were kind of mean-spirited. And that doesn't mean that's bad, but uh, I think that there's certain things that Borat does that can be mean-spirited. And Dave disagreed. Oh. I disagree with that too. Like, I think that 
he should be mean-spirited. Look at the people he's going after. They're all fucking assholes. They don't deserve kindness. I okay. But so, for, for example, we, we went into the first, like the first Borat's a good example, the first movie, when he has the, di the dinner with the, the, the people in the rich house and all that, some of those people didn't do anything to Borat. They were just there. And he called that one woman ugly. Well, you say ugly, buddy. Yeah, I, like, she had never done anything against him, didn't say she was pro-Trump, didn't say kill Jews, didn't say like anything bad. He just went after her because she was rich. I don't, I, to me, I maybe thought that was too much. Maybe she was a bitch to him before. <laughs> they started, maybe she was a bitch to him at right. some point. You're right, but then you have to see that to justify that sure. spiritedness for me. That's for I, thought it was, I thought it was 10 out of 10. I thought it was, I scream, I don't laugh at movies anymore. I scream laughed at that movie. Yeah. And I also thought it was like very, very feminist forward. Yeah, oh, so yeah, right, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I said that like as a sequel, Borat like was kinder. He was a little nicer by the end of the movie. He was a little bit more enlightened, or quite a bit more enlightened about you know uh, uh, equality and and the role of women and things like that. And 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 so I was like, even the Terminator in the sequel got nicer. So it's like you know, I, I thought it was a great movie, but I also took it in, took it with that notion of like. I'm, I'm watching this at, you know, quarter after 12 uh, a.m. On, fr on, on Friday morning. I'm in my house. It's a pandemic. This is like a, a great movie treat. And, right. uh, yeah. But I also thought it was funny that Darren didn't like to be fucked over in movies or he didn't like to have his head fucked with. And no, he no, no, no. So, yeah, I was going to bring that up. What the, my argument is this, is that if they're all just everyday people, and that's what we're told, that's fine. But if we're told it's all everyday people, but some people are actors or actresses and it's scripted, then I think that's kind of wrong. Right. Because well, if you're trying to use Borat as this idea of showing what's wrong with America and it's all everyday people, that makes sense. But the second you add scripted elements to it, then you're fucking with people's emotions. Like for example, the babysitter supposedly is an actress. In the sequel, the baby, like his daughter, babysitter, the, the, the black woman that plays the babysitter. Oh, she's an actor. Yes. Well, well not, not, oh. it's not. It's not confirmed. Yeah. It's not confirmed. So, for example, you know, when they show someone being an asshole, yeah. they're saying, "Well, this shows you how America can be and what's wrong with it." But if that person is an actor and that's scripted, you're not actually showing what America is or it can be. Yeah, well, well, okay, but, but a movie is the same thing. If you can get actors to make you feel some emotion and then that even can change your opinion about prejudice or race or equality or anything like that, then the actors are doing the same thing, whether you're like really exposing people for real or not. I mean, I know in the first movie, the woman that plays the prostitute turned out she was an she was a comic from L.A. Yeah, she's and I, an actor. Yeah, and I could see that the, the other woman could be an actor, too. But she, if she was, she was great because she seemed really genuine. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like you brought up the scene with the uh, when Borat goes into the Holocaust, into the... Um, yes, yes. Uh, the place where Jews go. Um, the Synagogue. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> the place where Jews go. That's well, what it used to be there. called. That's what it used to be called. Um, but I think it's like in that scene, do you want to explain that scene, Darren? So my argument earlier also was, is that, so it, it's, it's common knowledge that that woman is a Holocaust survivor. And before they shot that footage, they told her that this was what they were going to do. They said that it was like, we're going to come in and everything we're doing is to really to show how anti-Semitism is a problem. And we're going to be making fun of that and all that. So she knew it was all going to happen or something was going to happen. So you're getting her experience knowing that, you know, they're fucking with something. Well, but no, my no. argument is, why did Borat or Sasha have to tell her that first? Because he's what? Jewish and she's a Holocaust survivor and he, he doesn't want her to look stupid. And that's okay. Fair. But, but why is he giving that consideration to her? Because it's his He's not, he's not exactly. out there being a moral compass. It's his exactly. narrative. But, exactly. 
But you go after Rudy Giuliani, you tell him there's a 15-year-old reporter. He thinks she's 15, even though she's 24. And he still pulls his pants out, takes his pants down, puts well, his hands up. Okay, so the 15-year-old didn't happen until he, the father rushed in the room and said she's 15 after he adjusted no, himself. No, he knew she was a 15-year-old reporter. Okay. He did? I don't, I don't, he I don't did. Know, I don't know he about was, that. He was aware that she, he was under the impression that she was 15 years old. Okay. He absolutely um, was. I think, so, I think, sorry, Kathleen, go this on. Is, this, is, this movie is not to make people feel like good about themselves. It's going to hurt feelings. It's going to make people look stupid. That's the point of the movie. Right. And everyone keeps saying, well, I wish that the, they would go after the left. Go ahead, go ahead, find someone who will do this to Biden. Find someone and see if anybody will fall for this shit. It's always these stupid conservatives that fall for this shit. And people like Trump and people like Rudy Giuliani who want to be celebrities more than anything else. Uh, so, I think, yeah, I think a lot of it is his intent in the scene. Like, that scene was supposed to make Borat become enlightened and realize some of his uh, prejudice. And so I think it's like a, it's like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, where Larry David says, we're going to start the scene like this, we're going to end the scene like this. And even if that one woman was a Holocaust survivor and an actress, she was just playing along, and if she knew that the end... end part of the scene was supposed to be Borat being enlightened. That's where you want to take the scene. It is a, a, a movie. So I think there's like a combination of like, of like real life interaction, scripted action and a balance between the two. So I think, uh, I think the movie did its, its job. I mean, we can, well, let's, let's, we can talk about this uh, later. We Hey, this is Gavin Crawford. You can follow me on Twitter, at TV Gavin. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. On Sirius. XM. Isn't there a way to check? Just, oh. There we go. Yay! <laughs> Everything was just frozen the whole time. That was so weird. Sorry, guys. Okay, that's all right. So now we're back on. All right. Okay, good. All right. So uh, we're all set here. Okay. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I don't know if you have you you've never met Dave or Kathleen before. Uh, Dave is so. Dave's in <laughs> Toronto. Kathleen's in Edmonton, and uh, I'm in Barrie, Ontario, right now. Fun. I'm in Vaughn. You're in Vaughn. <laughs> uh, and, we met a long years ago on the Humble Howard show, uh, Humble and Fred. <laughs> we did, and uh, because of you were there, and I think you were doing like almost a weekly thing on that show at the time. Were you or? Yes, I had a, a weekly panel there called the Panel of Women. Right, talk right. about all kinds of love and sex issues. That's fun. Right, and you are an owner of uh, a massage uh, place called it's called Muse, right? For your last name, Muse Massage, right? Yeah, you love it. Yeah, and how long have you owned that now? Uh, eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, yeah, that's a long time. It is. I, it's surreal. <laughs> and it is. A, it is a happy ending massage place. It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I've always dreamed of working at one of those places. <laughs> oh, really? No, why? Okay. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'll move to Vaughn. I don't know. Like, uh, I just thought, I just think it'd be fun. I like giving hand jobs. <laughs> I just feel, I, the thing about sex work is it's just like, it's so stigmatized, but it's like, I, I would feel very powerful in that position. It's so empowering and it's so cliche to the stigma, which is irony in itself, right? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I think, a, I think a blow, I think a blow job would be more, in, uh, or more, you're definitely more in power there, or there's more danger to the man. Well, you've, you've got a bear trap. You've got his, you've got his penis in, in a bear trap. Technically, it's. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people have seen the movie *The World According to Garp*, and when he drives into the back of that car and his wife yes. is uh, giving uh, the student a blowjob, uh, we're all. It's all implied what happens, but yeah. Um, now, now Dan, I have, I have, I have uh, never been to one of these places before. I, I support them. I totally agree with them. I think they should be uh, out there and, and legal for those that want them. Right. Now, 
Uh, now, Darren, have you uh, ever participated in a place like this? Well, before I was married, I have been to one, yes. Okay. And Kathleen, have you ever participated in a... I've never, but I was, uh, I was living in LA and some guy offered me a job at one and I had a boyfriend at the time. So I called him and I was like, would you be mad so that I could sit here in LA? And he was like, yes, I would be mad. So I didn't, I didn't get to fulfill my dream, but I couldn't do it. I don't think in my hometown because I'd be too worried about, yeah, of course, running into, running into people, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's awkward. The one, the one thing is that I find very interesting in your situation, Emily, versus, you know, we'll talk more about massage parlors and all that, but yours is a female-owned operation, which I think in your industry, even especially 11 years ago, wouldn't have been normal, correct? It is absolutely rare. We are the only independent female-owned spots. It's, um, it's a thing, and that's kind of part of why we wanted to do it, because right. how would women do it? We do it very, very differently. And right. the best example is, what if women owned a strip club? How would that go? Right. Uh, well, you probably have more Celine Dion playing. Oh, you're such an idiot, Dave. <laughs> I'm joking. I know way more men that love Celine Dion than women. Oh, although Celine Dion you had a, a problem with. Okay. <laughs> I think that's really cool. I think that's very cool that it's, it's female-owned and female-operated. Because like that's kind of why I have an OnlyFans and I've been making money on OnlyFans and I feel like finally it's just in the hands of women. Yeah, I totally oh, yeah, agree. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think women should be, if, if, that, if that's what they're selling, then I think they should totally be in charge of it. I think, you know, putting men involved is sort of like, you know, we, we don't know what women go through on a, on a daily basis, let alone if they were in that line of work. So... Yeah, I think you should put the people that uh, they can relate easier to their employees in that position. So, uh, Very much so. I, was I, also, I was also a worker for eight years in parlors before I became an owner. So the the empathy level is really, really high, um, as well as the training level. I was really good at it. And so I'm able to teach everyone what to do. But their hard days are really hard days. And I remember what that's like. So there's just a close bond between between myself and Riley, the other owner, um, and our girl. They are, they are the sweetest ladies, but we can really relate to what they're going through. I remember sometimes even that specific client and what he was like, so. Right. <laughs> can you tell us like what happens like from the time they come in and like what happens when you go? Like what's the process of this? <laughs> I wanna role play with my fiance. <laughs> I love it. It's we cater to couples too, so by all means, come on in and price it up. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, I want to ask you about how that works. If a female comes in, and what her deal is. So, but but yeah, so let's start with. I think in general, about eighty-five percent of our clients are guys. Um, right. The rest is probably about twelve percent of couples and about three percent of like women by themselves that want to come in. That one's very rare, although. We do find that we're getting a few more inquiries lately. I think people are opening up a little, which is cool. Yeah. So your average client, he can either book an appointment ahead or just walk in. Um, he's greeted by one of our managers when he arrives. All our managers are women as well. Um, and so they'll take him right into one of our treatment rooms. And we've really designed our spa to be gorgeous. We don't want it to be rub and tug. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we went really like chic hotel, chic spa kind of vibe. Um, and he takes a shower in this beautiful body jet rain shower situation to prepare for his session. Um, I think they have to shower before. That's that's something I didn't realize, and I love that. It's actually a bylaw of our licensing, so it's really? not even just us as a preference or COVID right. or anything like that. It's right. like the rule: you have to be clean before. Our little mitts get on you. So <laughs> the guy will do that. The uh, manager will collect all the money and deal with all the book stuff while the client is is showering. And then his massage attendant or his muse will come in and, and start the session. And every session begins with a massage, like an actual lunch. Um, but I always tell people, we're not, we're not going to fix your bad back. That's just, that's not going to happen. Go to your arm. You're just going to feel good. For your birthday. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and then at some point in the in the session, um, I stay for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. Um, it starts to get very sexy. It starts to get very naked. 
And then all kinds of foreplay and body slides and shower fun and all kinds of stuff. You get naked? The girl gets naked and the client's naked. And she slides across his body? She does kind of like a, a horizontal lap dance. Okay, okay. Oil. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. That's yeah, but, that's, fun. <laughs> but that's not but that's not every client. Like it's kinda like, you know, you can just go in and get a massage and a hand job kind of thing. But then you can also then if you want her naked, or like you said, these are all add-ons to the thing, right? So each you know what though? I'm gonna correct you on that because that's old school. Muse oh. swiped all that out and reinvented the pricing structure. Okay. And uh, the whole industry followed suit. It was kind of funny. It used to be on a tipping tier system when I used to work. Right. Um, right. And you'd have to see that's how long ago it was for me, Dave. There you yeah. go. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it used to be kind of a system you could pick topless or nude or nude with touching right. or body side. And there was like a tipping scale. Um, and, and it was it was always kind of a bit of a gamble, regardless of which which bar or venue you worked in. There's a little bit of haggling. You'd always right. worry the customer doesn't have money at the end. Right. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. So we scrapped all of that and we do an all-inclusive. So you pay one price, you get everything, you pay up front, you don't have right. to, nobody has to haggle. But right. at the same time, he, he doesn't get ripped off either. We're very particular about right. quality, right. about full time of his service. Yeah, no one's getting funked. No one's, and also the girls' pictures are on your site. Uh, yep. for, you know, obviously their eyes aren't, I think. I think, are yours blurred out, the eyes? They're all headless or faceless on our website, right. but on our social media and their social media, based on their comfort levels, there's some faces. Right, right. So you know exactly <laughs> what you're getting. Great help reviews. Yeah, you know. You, you do know have Google reviews and TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I love it. I gotta go read these. I can't wait. <laughs> Now I'll, I'll, now, I'll admit that I, I used to have, I haven't gone in quite a long time, but I I did have a, a, a quite a, 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 a well, we'll say a, a lap dance habit for a while, maybe about 15 years ago or so. Uh, and I'm sure that I made many car payments in my, uh, in my years <laughs> and my time in the uh, private booth, um, which... Which I'll have to say this is always it's always a little bit weird when if when you if you leave the club and then the girl that you were just with also leaves the club and then you and you're sitting in your 2007 um, uh, Chevy Cobalt and then you see her get into her bright red shiny Corvette and you're sort of like okay well I guess yeah. I I see where those dances were going that's yeah. all right that's fine you know. Maybe she was paying her way through university. Maybe it was just to buy a car, whatever it is. I know it went directly to her. So, um, but that's I, a good thing. Yes. That is a good thing. So, I'm, so uh, I'm, I'm also interested in if a woman comes in, we, we kind of got sidetracked. So if a couple comes in, obviously it's, we know what happens there, but if a woman comes in, what is that the average experience? Um, it's, it's, a, it's in some ways it's similar. The routine, the payment, all that stuff is the same. Sure. Um, but it's a little bit more discussion on comfort levels between right. the the worker and the the customer. Um, some people are there just to relax, and and I find women aren't looking for mileage and as much action necessarily. Right. Yeah. Um, some are extremely bi curious and do not want to experiment with a friend or drunk at a bar or anything like that. Um, once in a blue moon, it's that a boyfriend wants her to try something a little fun. And then yeah. her in. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> it's unclench her a little bit. Sure. Um, so there's a lot more of that discussion. Um, not in the session, but before even she visits or booking tends to be like a call-in or email inquiry with like a million questions. Um, very much so for couples too. Dudes, not so many questions. They're just going. Right. Right. <laughs> the, the couples thing sort of interests me. Um, now are like, are both of the, are both the guy and the girl, they're in the same room and they're both lying down. And, mm -hmm. and so I guess they both have the massage part and then do the, and then both of the kick in. Oh, now we're, now we're getting sexier. And <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it anything like the polar bear express ride at the CNE where you can yell, do you want to go sexier? <laughs> and you scream out, and then they play Don't Stop Believing by Journey, and then yeah. hopefully you come by the keyboard solo. Um, and then you need a CD album that plays that at the end. <laughs> yes, yes. 
or what, if someone comes in with their own playlist, like, I, I, I want to come right at Pyromania by Def Leppard. Does that happen? Um, so, so is there a time? Is, is there a time limit for them to come? Because you know, you've been with a dude where you're just like, this is taking forever. Like, is it has it ever been a moment where you're like, okay, you're not going to get to come because it's just not working? It absolutely happens once in a blue moon. It's it's not common, but it does happen. Even when I was a worker, it happened once in a while. And it could be from any guy, any age, any cliche or, or taboo along the lines. Stressed is stressed, and that's just the way it's going to go, you know? Or, you um, know, that's those guys who were just, like, cranked it off three times beforehand to make sure that they could get their full hour, wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge, right? Like, Is that what you did, Darren? No, 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 no. But I, you know, I've, I've talked to other girls that have worked in your line of business. And, you know, that's obviously what guys would do. <clears throat> Some, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Whereas the couple situation, they have options. They could have right. one girl or they could have two girls and two tables. Which I think when you go to a regular spa and do a couple's massage, it's two tables, two massage people. Yes. Yeah, so you can pick is. that kind of threesome or, or two and two kind of setting. Right. Um, and you know what? I find couples really come in for celebratory reasons. So they're there for anniversary, birthday, Valentine's, that kind of vibe. Divorce. Um, and it could really be, <laughs> or what? Or divorce, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole different kind of couple. <laughs> <laughs> the husband and the girlfriend is a whole different scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're really, it, it depends on the dynamic in the room. If it's his birthday, it's probably going to be all about him and just two chicks all over him. If it's right. her first time and she's really nervous, well, she's going to get the massage first so we can unwind her a little bit. Yeah, and right. so it's really up to um, both the manager on duty and the attendant to really discuss with the couple what their limits are and why they're here. What are we celebrating? What do we want to get out of today? Um, and then roll with it from there. And they can be really wild. Um, we get lots of swingers, but we also get swingers that want to take it back to basics for a little bit. They've, oh. they've been kind of going a little hard and want to just reconnect the two of them. Um, or people that are curious and not ready for threesomes. Not like yeah. I think, I think that the, the idea that a guy and a girl would go together and then the guy would watch, the girl would go first and the guy would watch her getting massaged. And then the girl would watch the guy getting massaged. That makes a little bit more sense to me than the guy getting going to business on himself and then and then her getting the business done. Right. Well, no, he'd be involved. We teach you a few massage tricks too, so yeah. that all hands are on deck. Everyone should be connected at, at at all times. There really shouldn't be that much of a separation unless he's a cuckold and likes to watch, and that's that's cool too. Oh, well, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, now, I, I have a quick question. So I know that, like, sort of, like, in the medical field, in the medical world, uh, okay, that, that like, a lot of the time, doctors are not always the most personable, and usually it's, like, the nurses that are more personable, and they, they'll sometimes, they sometimes have better people skills, or, I'm just curious, like, if a guy goes in, and if he's in, like, a, a bat, a weird headspace or something like that, and he personally cannot perform... Or, or he cannot get aroused. It's like, how do you, do you, do you teach the girls what to say to maybe make the guy more relaxed and make him feel more at home? Maybe, maybe not more at home, but you know, more, uh, I don't know, just more chilled out so he can sort of get his blood flowing and he can do what he came there for. Dave's just looking tips when he's too nervous. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I would go in with a ne a, 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 a necklace of a, a a candy necklace of Viagra. I would not. I would go. I would go in there so so aroused in the first place that someone would. I would just need to fill out my credit card form and I would get a boner. But so, what happens to guys if they if they if they just if they're not if they're not mentally there? You know what? It's very rare, um, but I will say that that, in, at least from my experience, is usually with someone brand new. They're so nervous. They're overthinking. They've probably been overthinking for days, if not weeks, depending on how long they've been thinking about this or when they booked the appointment. Um, and, and nervousness and newness can be both a, a pro and a con in, in any sexual encounter. It can add to the excitement, but you're right. It can almost psych you out a little bit. So the girls are really really personal their their job is to connect with someone on a human level and so there are times where that like the naughty stuff doesn't even matter we want you to be comfortable 
first yeah. well, sometimes you're even like a therapist you know what and that's the other thing is the, the, the more comfortable and like home it becomes the more the sessions turn into therapy sessions <laughs> are there a lot of regulars absolutely absolutely I'd say about 70% of our business is regular. Wow. Well, I mean, and that, how, how many do you think, um, how, many, how many people coming in are like married guys that aren't really getting this at home and they have a perfectly good marriage and they still love their wife, but there's certain things that they're not getting at home that they come to a place like that, that, that you run and get that taken care of and then... And then they run into their wife. Yeah. <laughs> Visiting as well. 80 percent yeah 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 I, 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 I get that now, now in the in the covid world right things have obviously changed and you know just thinking about your business i mean you know there's i get was it two masks one for the face one for the cock i mean <laughs> is she wearing is, a mask because i think that yeah should be like how is it all like on like all, all jokes aside covid precautions what has to happen how has your business changed well, like everyone else, we were closed for about five and a half months. Right. Um, we got to open in phase two, which was great. Um, unfortunately for strip clubs, they are not currently open. So that right. has definitely benefited us. Um, right. But the difference is being a one-on-one -on -one environment versus a group setting. Um, alcohol, no alcohol, party, late night, etc. cetera. Um, so we have installed all of the um, guidelines that, that we've been given from both federal, provincial, and our bylaw licensing. Um, every customer and staff member that comes in is temperature checked. Uh, right. Mask is mandatory in all of the common areas. Um, we have more hand sanitizing stations than I've ever seen in the place. It is so not sexy, but so required. Um, right. We've had to revamp all of our deep cleaning procedures to not just happen, you know, X amount of intervals as opposed to every single after every human that walks in. Right. Um, as for the sessions themselves, there are definitely girls that prefer to wear a mask. They might have someone vulnerable at home. Um, and same for customers. It's really up to them and their comfort levels if they keep it on. Um, we also have something called milking tables and our really nervous customers keep their mask on and the milking table is the big hole in the massage table where you just hang down. And well, we, thought about milking we, all, we all know what a milking table is. Okay, Let's not go. kid ourselves. Yeah. Well, the audience might not. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so he can keep his mask on. They're technically at least four feet apart. Right. And it's a hand job under the table. So at least it's an it's a really kind of cool option. And who doesn't like a glory hole when you can find one? Yeah, of course. Um, I, now, I was also curious, what is the skill level uh, of the employees when it just comes to giving a massage like if someone is like how skilled are they in the massage department because i'm sort of like i'm always sort of like a i can jerk myself off uh b <laughs> uh, and i've had practice um and but also it's sort of like if you go to a place like that i'd want at least on a scale of one to ten i'd at least like a a level six massage and then afterwards I, I, you know, we'll get, we'll get the business done, but also I'm never, I, I've never been, I'm, cause I always find I'm in so much pain when I get a massage from just the stress, my own personal stress. So I'm, I, I've never been one of those people that gets aroused during a massage. Well, I think that depends on the type of massage that you're getting. Yeah. If you're going in for deep okay. tissue and the therapeutic, yeah. they're going to hurt you on purpose. <laughs> it's supposed to hurt and it's going to hurt yeah. for days afterwards. Um, whereas what we're doing is much more sensual and relaxation focused. Yeah. That said, um, I'm surprised how often guys will look back at the girl and go, oh, you actually know how to give them a massage. It's like, well, does the stripper know how to dance? I hope so. Well, yeah. You know, it's, it's always, um, but at the same time, is. it's not all just hand jobs, too. Like the way your happy ending comes about, that's the joy of body slides. There's all kinds of fun shit. <laughs> now, have you ever thought in, in a time of, oh, does, now does the guy getting the massage and happy ending, does he have to wear a mask? It's his choice. Oh, it's his choice. Yeah, okay. He just said that. You're not listening to her. So I, I am, but I'm, I'm also focused on, on the yeah. part. Getting um, a good massage. Um, <laughs> but also, so what, okay, can I say for the record that I think a, one of those face shields would be sexier? 
Little mask? I think one of our girls actually has one because she hates the, the concept of the mask. Right. That, and we have some branded Muse masks that are pretty cool too. So. Okay. Well, what, what's your name? I like, I, like, I like her already. I like the um, idea of the face mask because then I can picture it's like I'm getting jacked off at like a Chernobyl meltdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's got the face mask. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Right, yeah. Get well, a I'm great on. massage and then a meltdown. Yeah, a head-to-toe uh, 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 hazmat suit mm -hmm. is what I want. And then at the end yeah. of the massage, I want a big alarm to go off and someone in Russian telling me to, like, yes. leave the facility. And um, then Cher runs in, and it's like fucking Silkwood. Whoa. Oh, man, that's a reference. The, Have you uh, ever had a guy come in that you're super attracted to? Good question. Yeah. Yes, it happens. Um, and you're like, yay, good day. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's a great day absolutely you know what's funny is some of my girls that have been around for a long time they all have what they call a spa boyfriend and it's always the cute one and they fight over them sometimes which i think is hilarious mm -hmm. and that's my boyfriend no that's my boyfriend oh my god meanwhile their own boyfriends have no idea they're here i don't know <laughs> and what about dating clients i mean that obviously has happened in the past it's, I'm sure it's not, you know, welcomed or wanted, but it's probably happened. And how do you deal with that? It happens. I don't recommend it. But at the same time, um, it's only through experience can people learn their own lessons. Right. Um, the problem is, is he's fine with you working there when he's a customer. And he's nice. fine with you working there when it first gets romantical. And yeah. then all of a sudden he has a big fucking problem with it. Right. Um, and then once she stops working... He starts creeping back and going to other spas instead of where she worked. Oh, and he friends have moved around. And next thing you know, a friend sees your man there and it all explodes to shit. So, or you find out he's really married and has been lying and his name's not Bob. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it just, it never goes well. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's always one of those weird scenarios when every guy talks about, oh man, I want to date a stripper or I want to date a porn yeah. star. And then, after the, and then when they go to work and then she comes home, and then she's got like 600 bucks in 20s. And then the guy's sort of like, hey, where did those come from? It's sort of like, hey, well, how do, how do you think that, that she got you to spend all that money in the first place? And it's sort of like, of course she's going to use the same skills that she lured you in with. And then now it's sort of, yeah, so it's, and I, I don't, and if a guy had an issue with someone being a stripper, I don't know how he could uh, not have an issue with someone being like a porn star. And I'm like, so I'm, uh, the, it depends. We've got some dirty strip clubs and some very clean porn stars. It just depends. Yes, yes, of course. Now, have you, back in your, the day before you owned Muse, mm -hmm. did you ever, um, while you were working, walk into a room and recognize someone like you knew them and they may not have known that you were doing what you did? Um, I you know didn't I mean? have that bad of a scenario. Um, a, a good friend of my, my boyfriend at the time um, his brother lived with us and his brother's best friend came in to see me, but he knew I worked in the business. He didn't okay. know where, okay. but as soon as he figured out where he specifically targeted me to see. And I was like, you're sneaky. Right. <laughs> Cause I want to see you on the weekend in a social personal setting. And that's yeah. going to be awkward, but he used a fake name. I maintained my, my work name and we, we did business, but I just have this horror of like you're walking in. It's like, oh my god, my dad's golf partner. You know, yeah, like that's why I couldn't do it. Staff and friends of mine for sure. Like their college professor walks in or something. Right. And the irony is, is that usually the client is ten times more nervous than you are. Yes. Right. Because you're gonna fuck up my marriage, my job. You're gonna tell my wife. You're gonna, oh my god, you know me. Um. And then there's the arousal part of like, so I'm the teacher, you're the student, and we can actually do this. Right. <laughs> Right. And that just makes it hotter. <laughs> it adds so much extra that it becomes sexy in and of itself. But the initial, I can tell when I'm in the spa if it's happened, I know what the scream and kind of like buzz sounds like when a girl is really spooked because someone she knows came in. Oh, right. now, now I, uh, I, I was just uh, curious if like, is there, is there uh, in each room, is there an alarm that she can hit if things go crazy for whatever reason or... Uh, um, it, it's like, if you you're talking to, safety issues, Dave, yeah, like, like a yeah. safety issues. They're like a, like, uh, you know, like one of those strips at the, on the TTT when you have to stop the car or something like that. But it's, surprisingly, no. And it's because our bylaws don't allow it. It's a very right. big ticket. 
Um, yeah. And their, their perspective on that is it's a warning signal that enforcement is here to inspect, which oh, is a license right. check. So we're not allowed to flash a red light in the room to say, hey, 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 you know, cops are here, bylaws here. Right. Um, our point is in an emergency, that would be nice to have. Yeah. Yes. Um, the same goes for camera surveillance. We're actually not allowed to have camera surveillance, which would never happen in the massage rooms. I mean, in the common area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, safety, we're not so even like allowed yeah. to do that. Um, we do anyway, and we take the ticket for it, and they do ticket for it. But to me, that's worth the ticket mm -hmm. than not. Right. Um, but the one with a warning system is a much higher ticket. And try as we might to fight it in, in court and through lobbying. They don't budge. Well, I, I, I was thinking more on the lines of like, uh, if like a guy in the room gets a little bit too touchy feely, and if she feels like she's in danger or trapped, if there was a button for her to. Like, no, yeah, but that's what she's saying. They'd like yeah. to, but they can't because the bylaw yeah. says oh, they can't okay. do right. it. Now, I think the good thing is, is that it's very rare that a scenario, at least in our spas, that that happens because of the the caliber of, and class and price point. We attract yes. a different kind of customer. Yes, we're, not, yeah. we're not open late, late night either. We close at midnight. So we're not dealing with... You're not doing the 3 a.m. Yeah. Your club is closed. I want to yeah. get jacked yeah. off. Call makes me kind of nervous. Um, so that's great. But if a girl's ever that uncomfortable, she can scream, we can hear you. Or yeah. you can leave the room at any given time. And there's at least five bodies in the spa at any given time. See, it, it seems to me, it's funny that, like, that, that someone would go... Uh, to your establishment and be surprised that he would run into someone that like I've I've got um, you know I, I've gone to many restaurants but I've never been like one to look up a Yelp review before I go <laughs> but I think your place is the one place that I would like I would I would Yelp review it I would look mm -hmm. up all the reviews I could I would sort of examine I would read reviews I would even scope out the place I would do okay. a bit of reconnaissance sort of like I. You know, walk past the place in person a couple of times just to feel like. Oh but I mean, yeah, to, do, to be like, what? Oh my God! You. I'd get a disguise. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd come buy in a, a big, burner phone. Big glasses and a big goofy mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, back in my day, guys used to walk in with like a hoodie and like the shades or a magazine or a newspaper. Totally cliche. You thought um, you were going to be a back then. Yeah. But now there's group guys that come in groups and like their friends on Twitter with their fake names and their little handles. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, Hey, are we meeting at views on Saturday after the game? And it's like a social thing, which I don't get it. I'm used to privacy, but if they like it, they're yeah. happy. But I think, I think you said it like, you know, it's, first of all, it's a spa. It's not some dingy low, you know, light room with a roll of toilet paper in the corner. You know, okay. the, the price point is better. It's, you know, it, it's it's a setup for a different experience. Yeah. But, you know, that's also, I think, how the industry has changed in the last 11 years, that that could happen and that price point can be accepted and people can go, that's why it's that much, you know? Well, but, that's why our competitors hate us so much is because we push them to spend more money and to right. work harder and to kind of revamp what they were doing for 40-some-odd years the same. So you're like, the, you're like the Subway subs. You're like the Subway subs of that of that business, because Mr. Sub was garbage till Subway came along, and then Subway came along, and Mr. Sub had to get better. So and then, and then Quiznos came along, and yes. everybody stepped up their game. Yes, everybody. We're yeah. all in the foot long business. I get it. I oh, get yeah. it. I appreciate it. Have, have you ever been given a happy ending for yourself as a tip, or is that like it's just no, you don't do that. The girls get lots of touching. It has nothing to do with tips. The clients are allowed to massage and touch the girls as well. And a lot of clients really care that the girl has an orgasm or at least enjoys herself during Could the you can have an orgasm at work? Lots of times. All oh, the time. What am I doing with my life? A good day is a lot of money and you get to come. Oh my God. Yeah, but doesn't that depend on the guy's skills? Because like I've... Well, yes, David. Yes, David. It's yes. the guy's like, skills. That has to be said. Like, but, yeah, no, no, I'm just saying, if the guy's not good at it. Steve has never made a woman come, so he doesn't know. That is not true. I, 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 there's no video evidence, but I've written testimonials. Dave <laughs> uh, has Yelp reviews. Yeah, I've got a couple of Yelp reviews out there, so yeah, that's, that's not true. If um, he's not good at it, I'm sure he's never made anybody come. So we also can teach. Yes. Uh, no, I, I got skills. I got skills. Don't worry about that. Um, What's the average age? Like, are there women like in their forties doing this? Like, because there's got to be like oh, a, yeah. a good question demographic yeah. for that. 
In the industry in general, um, could be anywhere from 18 to 50. In terms of at Muse, we're 20. I think our oldest attendant right now is 36. So it's the range. Some of our managers are a little older. Um, I'm older. Right. <laughs> like, okay, so what if a guy comes in and he wants the the uh, the attendant to wear like a spooky mask, like the Scream mask or Richard Dixon or, uh, or Donald Trump. Or, or Donald, Donald Trump, Trump. yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, about, what if I want to get jacked off by Donald or <laughs> Yeah, by Donald Trump or uh, or uh, Justin Trudeau or something like that. Oh, that's horrifying. I yeah, I'd, I'd rather stick to regular fetishes and themes. If you need a schoolgirl, we can arrange that. If it was, honestly, <laughs> I don't have many requests where there's not, like, there's never a time where everyone says no. There's going to be at least one or two girls that would say, I'll do it. I'm up for that. Sure. I don't know if anyone would want to wear a truck mask. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and, and what sort of uh, playlist of music goes on while you're at the spa? Like, do you set it or can a client come in and say, this is what I like to hear? I love client requests. I think it's awesome. Um, that said, I hate when I walk into the spa and there's a bunch of hip hop playing. It's not a nightclub. I think it's stupid. Um, the girls like some of it. I think it depends on the energy of the spa that day. Yeah. If it's really busy and it's really bumping loud, fine, whatever. But for the most part, I love when it's like Latin jazz or something that's like upbeat, but still kind of sexy. What, what, how many men can you service at one, not yourself, but like how many rooms are in your spa? Five rooms and five girls, and we've got two locations. Wow. And the, and the average time that someone spends with you is like 45 minutes, half an hour? 45 minutes. Um, Tend to, people tend to pick either 30 or 60 minutes more often than a 45, but if you average it out, it's about 45 minutes a day. Okay. Yeah. And huh. then what about the idea of, you know, because the technology is so crazy, people can smuggle in their phones or little cameras and all kinds of shit. Like you must have busted people trying to do, maybe not because it's a spa and the price point and that's happening at the more sketchier places, but that has, has to be a concern, right? In the 11 years, luckily back in my day, that wasn't a thing. Tech wasn't right. there. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, since Muse has been open twice, we've caught someone trying to do it. Um, right. We can, Very quickly, we have lock boxes for the clients to lock up their belongings so that their stuff is safe in the massage room. Um, oh, and okay. I always tell girls, if you see, um, you know, client use his phone on the counter or anything like that, always cover it with a towel, throw something over right, the top, right. gym bag, whatever it may be. Yeah, because they may they may have forgotten it by accident, but you know you have to assume that something weird's going on, right? I don't yeah. know if I'd ever get credit for by accident, but in theory, yes, cover yeah. just cover yeah. any electronics because it's safer that way than not. If you see someone walk in with a tripod, and start, <laughs> they'd be like, "Man, I don't know about that." And not just in their pants, Dave, and not just in their pants. Yeah. Uh, now, what does like, what is an average payday for a week of work? Like just like a five day week? What's an average? how much you might make. You know what, average uh, girls don't work five days a week. Average is about three days a week. I think that is as much as they need to be there, to be honest. Um, and a, a, a slow shift is 300, 400 bucks. A busy shift is 1200, 1500 bucks. Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Makes no, only no. fans look like shit, eh? <laughs> yeah, Kathleen, you gotta open up the Muse Edmonton location. Yeah. Oh. Edmonton would allow for that actually Edmonton has legalized brothels as well Edmonton is like a lot of like stretched out I mean I personally I think it's so I think all prostitution and sex work should be legal for the safety of the women I don't give a shit about the men really like but I think that the reason why there's so many crimes against women in the sex worker industry is because they're not protected right absolutely um, well, for me, I, the other thing that I, the reason I like your business is, is because it is women are getting the money. It's not, it, there's no pimp involved. There's none of that. It's like the person who's doing the work is getting the money and we stepped on five times. It's, you know, they're doing the, and I don't feel like, you know, you're smuggling Russian girls to do the work. I feel the women there are support Canadian. They want to do it. No, but you know what I'm saying, right? You tell the women that they can make like, Three thousand dollars a week just giving a couple hand jobs. I think they'd be like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Um, <laughs> yeah, but to me, it's like it's like it's like dancers. It's when I had my strip club phase back in the day. I never liked it when it seemed like I was at a place that it's kind of 
none of the girls like to be there. Yeah. I know hustle and it's a game, but they're there because they want to be there. That's the dancers I always wanted to talk to, not the ones that are like feeling like this is kind of sketchy and forced. Yeah. And, you know, absolutely. Can we get to can we get back to that part about um, can we get back to that part about uh, brothels being legal in Edmonton? Yeah. Uh, and how and how fast can you help me sell my condo so I can move? Edmonton. Okay. All of the above. Uh, now, I have a quick question. What if I came in there with a strobe light and that was sort of a, a, a big deal to me that, like, I want the strobe light to go and if it was in, if it was in sync with whatever playlist I had and... Uh, what are your fantasies, Dave? Because they're fucked up. They're, they're different. Well, you know, I don't... See that face light. Kathleen has right now? When they <laughs> dated, that was her face the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Well, what the fuck, Dave? What the fuck? Yeah. Right, so did I get an answer for if I come in with a strobe light? Oh my with God. One of those sort of like uh, lights that like projects the stars up on the ceiling? That could be cool. I, I lean more to the stars than the strobe light. Okay. Yeah. Who wants to have a fucking aneurysm when you come? Right? Don't give anyone a seizure. If I'm going to have an aneurysm, I want it to happen right when I'm about to come. So, exactly. so. after. All right. So if people want to see or uh, book an appointment, where can they go? Send out your, your digits and info. Hit us up on the internet, www.musemassagespa.com. We are also on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and you name it. We're on everything. Um, direct line phone number is 416-739-6668. And you get a choice of extensions based on which location. All right. Where are the two locations again? Where are they? One is in Toronto. It's near York University, and the other one is in Vaughan at yeah. Highway Seven and Creditstone. Okay. Now, I, I think a good second uh, business to open would be right beside one of your businesses. Have a good uh, Have a good sandwich shop. Next, you know? for sure. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as they leave, they'd be like, "I'd love a I'd love a Montreal smoked meat, or I'd love a, oh a turkey tub." <laughs> that would be. That'd be good. I think that. We have an espresso bar, but we're not allowed to sell food. We've tried. Oh no, but that would be a thing. <laughs> next door, and just be like, "Oh, here's some, yeah. here's a free bag of chips that you could get next door with your first purchase of a sandwich." Like, oh, like yeah. That'd be a good idea. All right. Well, thank you, Emily. I appreciate you coming by. No problem. Much for having me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Possibly All right. see you soon. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Dave's gonna be coming by. Yay! And maybe <laughs> me, my wife. Me, my wife, maybe. I'll talk. Okay, one, two, three. Listen up out there. This is Jeremy Haas and Pat Thornton, and you're, and you're listening, listening to Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Anything Goes on Canada Laughs. All right. Well, I'll, I'll log on to Instagram after this <laughs> and, and 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 check that out. I just you know, but even when I was going to strip clubs, it wasn't even so much about the lap dances. Is that I I I like to see the girls on stage performing. Like there are they are performing, um, and I like to see the girls on stage. Uh, I like to sit at the bar. I don't like to talk to anybody at the bar. I, I mean, I just it's. It's just as much to have a drink and sit back and enjoy the atmosphere of it, because you are paying for the atmosphere. Because if, right. you know, if you're getting a bottle of beer and it's like $8 or whatever it is now, I don't know, but it's like, if you go, it's so, so like the idea of, I, I don't know, I guess it's, I'm, I'm not big on one night stands either. So it's like, it's just, just the idea of just going there for a hand job just seems like, I don't know. Just I, I don't. I don't completely get it. But well, report back when you do go. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I go, I'll, I'll tell you about you it. You should go. Okay. You should go. I think that you should go. do that for next Monday. Yeah. Report back. Okay. You're, well, we'll see. If something I'm else to do right now. You were complaining about you have no social activities. We'll go into yeah. that. Yeah, but I don't think that's a social activity. I always said it's. Yes. Just, I mean, only if I start going there a lot. I always said. It, it was weird when I would go to a strip club so often that the bartender and the bouncer would recognize me 
and with the, and they would know exactly what drink I want, before, you know, right after before I order it and stuff. And that was always like, oh, maybe I'm spending too much time here. But actually, one thing I wanted to ask her was like, if after the shower, if there's lubricant involved, why don't they just spray someone down with hand sanitizer? And then so they're already lubed up like that. But you don't get lubed up from hand sanitizer. It dries up in eight. Yeah, yeah no, I just realized that now. So um, <laughs> that's why there's not every question should be asked, Dave. Good. That right. was good. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to, uh, do, do you know that one story, Darren, about a mutual friend of ours that went to a, uh, a, a massage parlor, rub and tug, uh, and, and walked in? And there was a TV uh, going, and there's a bunch of people that were already sitting down there. And of course, you know, most guys don't make uh, eye contact. Oh, and the and the, and the com and the and the and the commercial came on with that person in it. Right. Yeah. There's a friend of ours yeah. that gets a lot of commercials, and so he went in. He sat down. Yeah. Everyone looked at him for a second to make sure it's someone they didn't know. Yeah. And then everyone starts, you know, just staring back down at the floor, waiting to get called. Or they're looking at the TV, and then so this guy's commercial comes on the TV, and then right after it goes to the next commercial, everybody in the room looks at the guy and goes, aren't you the guy that was just in that commercial? And then didn't our friend just get up and leave at that yeah. point? Yeah, right. So I'll tell you a story now off the record, so this can't be in the show. Oh, this is not in the show. Yeah, this is not in the show now. Okay, okay so, okay. so okay, I, I question why you're telling it to us, but okay. Because so, I'll tell right, you guys, but I don't want to broadcast it. Okay, all right. It's I, not in the show anymore. Right. Listen up. Okay. I, so